and welcome to episode five of Good Vibrations with me, Robin Morgan. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much if you've told me that you call it Good Vibrations. That's an equally fine way to call it. You can call it whatever you want, as long as it's not mean, I think. Um, who have we got on the pod this week? We have uh, Stephen Bailey, stand-up comedian, TV presenter. We have Sophie Duker, stand-up comedian and uh, TV star. Um, and we also have Tom Neenan, who uh, is a wonderful comedy writer. He has his own Radio 4 series. He's uh, a lovely, lovely man. We look a little bit similar in the sense that we are white men with glasses, but hey, comedy writers, we all look the same. Um, we've got some fun chats as well. Uh, me and Neenan talk about pub quizzes. Sophie Duker talks about holding a nudes seminar. Yes, you heard that right. And Stephen Bailey and me basically just go through loads of quotes that you'd find on kind of um, uh, like Driftwood in John Lewis, you know, like sort of live, laugh, love type thing you know like basic bitch quotes there are loads of basic bitch quotes in our chat so if you feel like you need to have some new stencils on your wall then you'll want to listen to that one just to sort of get some inspiration we're going to start with uh, the brilliant sophie duca who is a fabulous stand-up comedian who you'll have seen on eight out of ten cats and other television shows like that here we go with sophie duca <laughs> hi sophie duca hi how, how are, are you, you? Oh, I you mean, first. You first. Me first. Um, I'm mixed, which I think is uh, typical uh, for this time. I think I, I spoke to a friend recently and she said, oh, I'm going in waves, which I think is normal. And I think it's normal to be mixed like a bag of nuts. I think it's fine to be OK and sometimes not OK. But generally today, good. Good. Well, I'm glad I've got you on a good day. And I'm glad. I think the waves thing is a nice way to describe it. I also like mixed nuts. So, and, and the metaphors were mixed. So I think everything's come full circle. I'm a big old grab bag of metaphors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How no, are you? I feel, like, I feel okay, actually. And it's been nice to sort of catch up with lots of people, both on this and um, IRL. IRL, but probably IR phone i asked skype uh, zoom are you using uh, yeah. you probably uh, yeah. aren't allowed to mention the brand names oh mate this is the the, the joy of a self-released podcast is that i can mention <laughs> one one brand constantly and i hope that their social media manager picks up on it and then they finally sponsor me <laughs> yeah it is a good time for catching up with people originally i was like oh no this is somehow weirdly more social pressure but it's quite nice just to send a little text to see how people are doing or just to, like it's quite nice when people when you can talk not about lockdown um yes, but you have agreed. the space to catch up about something or you're just like oh I remember this I'm gonna talk to this person because I don't think they'll be you know at a music festival or chairing an important board meeting I can like you feel sort of less shy about reaching out to people I think right now yeah totally because you're not interrupting anyone technically you know like our our perfect um, filtered lives online are now kind of gone, you know? Like, you could be watching someone's... What I always found about Insta and stuff, and especially stories, is you used to sort of pop it on one day, and, oh, 22 hours ago, they were at this amazing event that is now finished, and now I won't be able to go to that event, you know? Whereas now it's just... Um, we're all essentially doing the same thing, just on Zoom. Yeah, it's great. It's 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 it's, it's a delight to know that no one's having more fun than me. Yeah. <laughs> Although <laughs> some people are in lockdown in places with pools, and that 
rankles me. They can't really claim to have had the same kind of like group experience if they are by a pool. Yeah, I think if if you've got wrinkly hands throughout the majority of lockdown and you're chlorined up, then yeah, you're not you're not doing lockdown right. Yeah. Um, I saw this BBC News article about um sort of influencers who have lost a lot of their work which is obviously very sad but people posting like by by their pool in their house like yeah we were supposed to be going to Bali today but we can't because of lockdown everyone's just like play play the room guy (laughs) oh god that was very generous of you to say it was very sad that they lost their work because even though there are some people with good influence I was like in my head (laughs) which you were like Influencers lost their work. I think um, um, I think I just wanted to preface it with classic Robin Morgan niceness, so then I could be a cheeky little bitch afterwards, you know. That's when it's like I guess they're good guys some of the time when they're not being complete dicks. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> high fiving everyone. High fiving everyone in lockdown. <laughs> um, but it, it sounds like you're doing okay. Are you doing okay? I am doing okay. I am cat sitting at the moment. So I live in a flat share with three other flat sharers um but they've all fucked off um they're all in different places um and so i've ended up with a big old house to myself oh wow which is obviously the dream uh because when you have a big old house to yourself you throw lots of barbecues have lots of parties all stuff i'm not doing um (laughs) so i'm kind of yeah i've kind of i had a phase of lockdown where i was with a uh young person my age and now i am by myself with the cat and that is a whole new phase of stuff but I am quite grateful to be somewhere that's stable and comfortable and yeah a cat wow cats are a whole thing I don't know if you've heard of cats but they they sit on you and you can't get up um for hours and it's a problem are you a cat person no I'm a dog person I'm very adamant that I'm a dog person I don't mind cats but I I was like, I'm not, I'm not raising you by choice. I'm raising you because my flatmates had to go to Korea um, for three weeks because she has to spend two weeks in quarantine. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a great cat. It's a, it's a cat that's uh, originally from Korea, but is called Dijon Mustard. Uh, and Dijon is just such, such a lady, such a great cat. Well, this, it sounds like a premise to a admittedly bad, but sitcom. <laughs> Where Sophie is a dog person, but because of a global pandemic, she has to look after a cat. Oh, what will ensue? <laughs> but Dijon, don't give no shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Dijon is kind of like the sassy sitcom character name, where it's just like, well, Dijon's going to blow up her whole life. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, well, that sounds like big, big old, big old house to yourself sounds, um, I guess, comes with its own. I guess, I guess if you didn't have Dijon, thank goodness for Dijon. I always say that. Um, but it, it, it's nice that you've got some company of a of a mammal kind. Um, Mammalian I guess... company is, yeah, is one of my uh, must-haves, <laughs> pandemic must-haves. <laughs> that, that, that's an exclusive for the podcast, yeah? That's great. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, like, I don't think I've chatted to anyone who's living on their on their own. I guess we could, if we were being mean to Dijon, suggest that you are living on your own. Wow. I mean, she, I'm not... I'm not shy to say that she won't listen to this podcast. So <laughs> you can slag her, we can slag her off all you want. I guess I am alone. Uh, and I am not someone that I'm very socially needy being a, a comedian uh, and also being a socially needy person. And it's not something that I would have chosen for myself. I think it is something that I could technically uh, not do 
if I went and isolated with my mother. But I won't be doing that because I would like to remain sane. Also because there is a threat to her. She lives alone in London, so it wouldn't be super hard to decamp. But maybe not ideal. At least we're doing it now with all this technology. Imagine doing this in like 1994. Oh, God. I, I really like how you've hit a year in the recent past. Like, imagine doing this in 1782. And I'll be like, I can't, but I can. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can do 94, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was a very small child. I couldn't um, cook, so that would have been a problem. Um, I know internet. I mean, maybe yeah. there was in like a lab somewhere, but um, it was only scientists. Like, making <laughs> it, uh, the internet was in a test tube somewhere. <laughs> um, it'll be oh god, it would be oh, it would be terrible. But I think also it might be easier because you wouldn't have to read. Um, I wouldn't have to read my local Facebook group. People being the worst, simultaneously the best people on the planet and the worst people on the planet by kind of policing people taking their kids out to look at the teddy bears in the windows. And there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of nervousness that can come simply from looking at a feed, which wouldn't be there in 94. That's but very, it would very be true. unbelievably boring. I'd be going out trying to catch COVID. I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I'd be, so, I'd be so bored and so short in 94. Um, well, well, that's the real concern. Just a tiny child and a big yeah. house. <laughs> Am I still in this house? I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't uh, be in this house. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I'm in this. Be... I'm in this big house with four, four adults, just by myself. Okay. But also in '94, it probably would have cost like four grand as well. So a completely different lifestyle. <laughs> I feel like I need to ask you about this Facebook group. What's um What's been the highs and lows? I mean, the highs I think have been people being quite sweet. There's been a kind of I expected because I live in uh, East London that everyone. Uh, who is near me can I swear oh god yeah yeah god yeah oh god yeah uh, <laughs> goodness, goodness me, me like, yes please <laughs> <laughs> sure um because I live in East London I assume all my neighbours are god awful cunts but it's been nice uh in this hackney covid facebook group that people are really helping each other and someone was like oh there's like an old couple that speak arabic and they need someone to pick some stuff up for them and i saw like a whole host of people being like oh i speak like this kind of arabic my partner can help and all this and that's quite nice but um there is i think i mean i think we all have our opinions about people who are being unreasonable in one way or another like flouting the rules or gathering which is unfair and killing people um but I think some people are have kind of got themselves into like a huge amount of paranoia about other people and so we're kind of trying to police from afar people they don't know about uh, which a little bit of is happening in London but I guess everyone's packed in like extremely anxious sardines so some people are just going to be curtain twitching and trying to vigilante monitor the parks which is quite tiring yeah it's um I think if you were I guess if you're the kind of person who might be described as a busybody before this has given you oh you're gonna be uh, so busy. <laughs> <laughs> your body is gonna be super busy um yeah it's given people a license to um citizens judge people I suppose again I guess. a great pastime but I think Oh, sometimes I have to switch it off and be like, I don't want to know what anyone's doing. I don't want to know what anyone thinks about anything. I want it to be 94 again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Has there been anything um, unbelievably positive or wholesome that you've witnessed or experienced during this time? Oh, I'm trying to think of something that's not trivial um, because I had a great mango sorbet. Well, that's fine. That's good. It was good. Um, I, what has been really positive? 
let me think oh I mean this is I mean it's over so it's not like a self-promotional thing um and basically in this time which I think is quite a thirsty time um people are quite sexually thirsty they they're they're dry and they need to be moistened people want not bad things to look at to make them feel good and I decided despite having no prior experience in this area to run a nudes seminar on how to send good nudes um which resulted perhaps unsurprisingly in me getting sent lots of nudes by people like people I didn't know and my friends and that sort of thing um but what I realized is that a lot of the pictures I got sent were really just like amazing like I think it was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek seminar that I ran but I think people used the (laughs) used it to take quite like vulnerable pictures of themselves or really silly pictures of themselves really funny pictures of themselves and I think that in lots of ways to try and make my perviness like a higher thing I think in lots of ways like we are like dealing with like the more immediate right now and I think it felt actually quite overwhelming and like touching to see people just like using their bodies and appreciating them in a new way um, because they're all that we've got to look at pretty much apart from you know our partners or the inside of our houses um, and with the, like some of the pictures that we got sent an illustrator that I know made it into a little uh, course book for charity which we sold to raise money uh, and I thought it was just like a really nice thing people getting naked or like just exposing a collarbone for for a good cause yeah that's really nice I wonder yeah that's the kind of thing that I wonder whether that would have happened if people were living at their normal pace the normal pace of day-to-day life I'm too busy to send this in yeah I mean I I barely get naked I don't have time (laughs) yeah (laughs) stick a stick an arm and leg in the shower while pulling on a jumper I don't have time to get fully naked I just put more clothes over yesterday's clothes yeah eventually they dissipate they just perish Um, that's that's very nice. What's the charity? Um, so the originally, so one of them was uh, Lesbians and Gays Support the Migrants, which has a COVID hardship fund and presumably still does. So um, they are they are supporting particularly vulnerable people because of COVID at this time. Lesbians and Gays Support the Migrants. And the second one uh, was oh, I know that their Twitter and potentially Instagram handle is Sex Work Hive. It's a charity called Swarm and that protects uh, sex workers who also have a hardship fund at this time. Um, oh God, Dijon's here. I don't know if you heard her. She heard yeah, I, sex I did. Work. She was yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. Dijon here. <laughs> Dijon, I'm trying to talk about nudes. She's constantly naked. That is also a thing. That's a big factor. of. I was like, this isn't fair. I'm sorry, Dijon. Do you want me to put her outside the room? Maybe no, she's... Okay. I, I, I want you to pass the phone to her. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Deej, can you get up there and... Deej, Could you say something to Robert? Thank you. That is good vibey. Yeah, that is good vibey. Do a little, little meow and you can get down. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay that's offensive. <laughs> Sorry, well, you, said, you said we could swear, and she is. That's, I know. I'll just, I'll just bleep it out. It's fine. <laughs> I'm really glad everything. Is, it sounds like you're, you're dealing with everything well. It sounds like everything's positive and happy. Yes. No. I'm in good spirits. I'm learn. I'm embracing my inner cat person. Um, I do want to do dog things with her, but she won't. She won't. So. Have you, have you tried? Uh, she won't sit. Sit, Dijon. Oh, she just jumped. She just jumped. <laughs> the opposite of sitting. <laughs> She sprang when I said sit. That is a classic cat move. (laughs) 
And she's constantly, she's licking herself, which I think dogs do do. She licks me sometimes, which I didn't know cats did, which I find very touching. Sure, that's very sweet. Well, but then she I, licks her ass, and I'm like, well... Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe that's a, this is what I think of you. <laughs> um, I kind of wish I did have a pets during this time. Equally, I've got two children. So yeah, it's, I was going to say, you, I mean, not pets, but mammalian company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Small <laughs> mammalian company, obviously. Everything comes back to mammalian company. <laughs> Thank you very much for chatting, Sophie. No worries. This has been an absolute delight. Thank you Thank for you. for being a person and not a cat that I can speak to. You're very, very welcome. That any time. And I mean that any time. <laughs> Thank you. If you want to send me some nudes or donate to the charity, but ideally both, please do. Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll see what uh, what I have in my wallet, whether there's money or pictures of nudes. Of, of right. me, not just of other people. I think that's probably <laughs> <laughs> not okay. <laughs> What an odd collection. What an odd yeah, artist's exactly. physical <laughs> naked pictures. Anyway, yeah. thank you so much. I need to finish moisturising. Okay, good. Um, um, okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Sophie Duca there, and also the first animal on the podcast but not the last am I right I don't know um uh thank you very much for Sophie for chatting to me uh we are going to move on with the next guest now who is um one of my um favorite people his name is Tom Neenan and he's a very very talented comedy writer he's the head writer for the MASH report he has his own Radio 4 series called The Hauntening I think that's right The Haunting no The Hauntening it's very good it's kind of sort of um gothic comedy horror uh, spooky stories that's probably not how he describe it but hey this isn't his bloody podcast um so we're gonna crack on with tom um that sounds like we're hitting on him maybe we will will we no but we might will we no um uh, tom is lovely on my first ever writing job at radio 4 i did an additional material day on the news quiz and he was there and he was very very lovely to me and i've never forgotten that sounds like a eulogy. It's not a eulogy. Let's have a lovely chat with lovely Tom Neenan. Hi, Tom Neenan. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, actually. How are you? Yeah, good. We were chatting just before you said hello to let people in on the thing. I'm, I just want to let you know I'm aware my voice did, like, picked up a bit. I want you to know that, like, that was like a professional hello, but also I am happy to be speaking to you as a person. I oh, very, I'm, like, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> It felt quite fake. It felt like I was sort of, we were chatting and I was like, hi, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as the podcast started, I was like, hello, welcome to the podcast. I just want to be like, it's always a pleasure to speak to you, Robin. And, well, that's very uh, nice. It's it's, well, it's good to know that you're not always on as well. You know? Yeah. Like those, <laughs> oh, God, those guys. Too much. Those, those people who are constantly trying out jokes in dressing rooms and all those kind of things. Yeah. But, how, but how are you? Are you well? Um, yes, I'm very well. Um, I am like it's uh, in these strange times, uh, as sort of every email must start now. Um, it's yeah. quite strange. Like um, I, I'm very lucky. I'm working on the Mash Report five days a week, so um, my day is structured in a way that is like really helpful. I think um, for sort of managing the days. So and I'm very well, I'm very lucky, and that's atypical of a lot of people. So I have to remind myself that every day and be like, oh no, they, the fact that I've got this this sort of odd job where I have to be looking at the news and things is is, is useful and also sometimes a bit terrifying as well. Yeah, definitely. I guess like it's nice to know the days of the week, isn't it? I think that that sort <laughs> yeah. of structure definitely helps. But we, I guess we've both been in this situation, I think you more so than me, that we've both, over the last few years, we've both written on shows where yes. the news has become incredibly bleak 
And I think both um, when a, when a series or when a show finishes, are you the same as me that you need to sort of sort of decompress a little bit from the news? Yeah, completely. It's if I have the opportunity to just like don't don't look at Twitter, don't open a paper for like yeah at least a week, and that is a that is a real treat. I think it's I've always equated it to it's our Malta. That's what we do. <laughs> where we we don't read the news and we go for a big piss up on this fictitious Malta. Where yeah. We don't read the news. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, and I, I understand, like, there are certain points, I know certain people who, for whom they are obsessed with the statistics, and that's sort of so, almost their way of coping is just knowing, having the information, and I respect that, but, like, yeah, sometimes you've got to take a take a break from that, and also treat yourself to some of the, the, the nice stuff, the clapping for the carers and, and the stuff that is going on that is quite positive. Well, exactly, that I think that was the whole point in starting this, you know, trying to kind of... Um zero in on uh though you know the 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 good stuff and try and sort of focus on that because there have been and i think a lot of people have been doing that and the carriers is something really nice that's yeah every every week and i think there's the politics of it i find really interesting like right. how late do you stay out <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. You don't um, the last out the first in that is that's a bad move totally i was a little bit late last week because right. my son wasn't sleeping and i heard that our neighbor opposite has got it brings out a horn and i yeah, heard the horn cool. and i was like oh god <laughs> and are you a clapper are you a pot and panner what's your um i what's... haven't i haven't pot and panned yet but i think yeah. i'm this this week i might go a bit crazy nice um, yeah, maybe people can start sort of getting even more creative with it. there's fireworks near me there are people set up fireworks that uh, seems ill-advised <laughs> it's it's one of those i i applaud the the sort of the theory behind it but i'm like yeah it's given that especially it's light to eight o'clock now so so you don't see the <laughs> but it's, it's yeah it, it's not the best gesture but it, I, I guess it's appreciated yeah exactly but there, i'm sure there are <laughs> that I'm, I'm i'm fascinated by that i really am because like that's surely going to create more a and e admissions yeah, at some yeah. point. <laughs> it's like what are you doing for carers i am uh walking out into traffic for carers it's like yeah, <laughs> what most thing you're doing. yeah that's amazing <laughs> yeah so um uh, i i do it's also bin day that on friday after, yeah. so everybody sort of takes I, I've been sort of doubling up with I'm clapping for carers whilst also recycling. <laughs> so I'm such a good person, Tom. Yeah, well that's that's a, that's a politics thing, isn't it? That's like, oh, I don't I don't want it to look like I'm I'm taking the bins out. Oh, and I'll give them a bit of a clap while I'm there. Clap's the main thing, and the bins are the side issue. That's like that's. Tough. I think it, I'm trying to do it as an ironic clapping for uh, how often my bins are taken out. Well <laughs> done, guys. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, have you seen anything um, unbelievably wholesome uh, over the last few weeks that um, has uh, has made you happy? Um, so, yeah. So, uh, first of all, uh, such a lovely idea of this and very, uh, you know, very on brand for you. You're someone who I associate with being very positive. Uh, and I don't know if that you feel that's a burden and you're like, oh, God, I have to be positive. But you're someone who I always think does try and see the sort of. Uh, you know, try and be an optimist and everything. And so it's really nice. And I think it's such a nice, lovely podcast. I was listening to, um, I was listening to, uh, to uh, last night, and it is just, yeah, it's it's really uh, a nice, comforting thing. Um, so I was thinking, what have I been doing that has been uh, that has made me uh, sort of, you know, a wholesome thing? And my answer is probably uh, very stereotypical um, of myself, but it's quizzing. I've been quizzing loads, and it's an absolute joy. 
that's really nice so have you been lead like are you both leading quizzes and also taking part yes well i was going to because you lead a quiz don't you so uh it's my sort of um lads chat which is absolutely not lads chat we're currently just talking about gardening in the whatsapp group but it's uh yeah so basically my sort of guy friends from high school uh do one regularly on a on a tuesday evening and so the winner has to then design the quiz for the following week so so the so the the burden is passed on um but it's quite I mean, the rounds mix. I've got like some very intelligent friends, and then me and my friend Dave essentially just write questions about members of high school bands and <laughs> who who played drums in the Year Nine band. You know, so we're, we're it's very different, which nice. I quite enjoy. It's very yeah, high yeah. culture, low culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds really fun. So that's like I know you. It's because it's weird. I don't know. Maybe it's not, but like. This is a lovely chat, but like Zoom chats where you sort of sit there with a beer and talk are fun. But I sometimes think they need a bit of structure or a bit of something. Otherwise, it becomes a bit weird and everyone's sort of doing that thing where they go, oh, oh, no, no, you go first. You know, all that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So that's been like, uh, so that's been really nice. So what I've done, we we had a little um, quiz team that we used to do uh, when it was open in um, Crystal Palace. There was, there's an amazing, it's called Inquisition. It's this um, this company that do these quizzes. And I used to do one in in, in Ballon. And um, it's, yeah, they were really good. And I think we all sort of missed them. So then, yeah, we started designing our own own rounds and things. And they've got more and more creative. Uh, A friend of mine, uh, James, has two children. And one of his round last week, was he got his his kids to recreate album covers? Um, That's great. It's really good. And uh, and so like we were there going like yeah, but basically obviously uh, ne- uh, Nirvana Nevermind was there because he takes his kids swimming and so that. Was yeah, crazy. sure. <laughs> but um, yeah. but that was just like a really nice you know lovely cre- and you get to think about it throughout the week and it, it's it's nice. Um, another one I've done which I I don't want to be a, a, a shill for big Zoom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, there's an amazing, uh, I was introduced to it, a friend of mine who um, uh, works on The Simpsons, uh, they're all working remotely, and uh, one they've they've been doing is called, um, is it called Quiplash, Uh, which is really good, we played that last night, and it's it's a bit like Cards Against Humanity, but I um, I think... uh, you might find, I think, you know, especially you're, you're a comedy writer as well, you find it a bit um, limiting Cards Against Humanity because you've got their zany suggestion to what you yeah, put down. Yeah, sure. Oh, I've got to be wacky again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So this is like, um, this, you get to be a bit more creative and you get to put your own answers down. But that's, oh, yeah. that's good. That, and it was really fun. And obviously you play, you know, it's, it's a, for us, it was a load of comedy writers, but it, it's the thing where I think it's so well designed that um, it's just, yeah, it's super fun. So those are just like I, I ended up, you know, I've been I've been quizzing and I've been doing stuff with people far more internationally than I ever did before this happened. Well, this is this is Brexit Britain. We are now an out, out, outward facing nation. Type. Exactly. <laughs> Finally, it's yeah, we're, we're looking out to the rest of the world now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's something that a lot of people have been talking about, like how they are contacting others more and sort of feeling like you're checking in a lot more. I had a lovely chat with my um, with my grandmother who's in a care home in Cardiff yeah. chat for like half an hour yesterday. Annoyingly, she should have recorded it for the podcast. What, what an absolute idiot. Oh, um, uh, maybe maybe next time. And I yeah. said, "How are you?" And she goes, "Well, I haven't got the virus yet." And I was like, "That is the attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want." <laughs> oh bless her! But she's got the technical know-how to chat with you. Was it on the phone or was it via like a? Um... It, it it was actually via the 
um, the telephone, but oh, she's okay. she's got like a she's got an iMac with email and stuff. Oh wow! She's, she's had do you remember those old like um, Mac computers from the late nineties, like the colourful kind of see through yeah, yeah. desktop ones? She had one of those oh, in like wow. the late nineties, and I taught hmm. her how to text in the early two thousands in this little thirty two ten that she's still got. Uh-huh. She's an incredible lady. She well, she'd be she'd smash it on Zoom. We should, yeah. get the, we should get her on the quizzes definitely um oh that's so cool and that's really i mean that that's essential isn't it that you just you have the contact because i'm sure for her um yeah it just it just makes all the difference you might actually end up speaking more than you would have otherwise so you know that's never that's never a bad thing oh that's yeah, totally. lovely yeah it's really nice man i think it's um just trying to sort of find those um uh, the, the the little good bits amongst the the chaos, you know. Did you see the um the Tom Hanks story this week? Is that about his blood? No. What's that story? Oh, I, you know. Okay. You know. Is that the cure? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so they're looking. I don't know if they are. I, I need to look into this. I haven't because you know on Twitter you get five five tweet layers deep into a story where you're like, is this an ironic <laughs> comment on a fake story that I haven't read? Yeah. So, sure. I think they were going to look at his blood in terms of like yeah it was going to be an element of it what what, what's your story um so uh some kid wrote to him and the kid's name is corona and they basically wrote to tom hanks saying i'm being bullied in school and he really likes toy story so like knowing that tom hanks had it wrote to hanks and hanks wrote this letter back just saying how you're the first person i know with this name what a cool name um and sent him a corona branded typewriter um, (gasps) and said write me back on this yeah. And then, like, you've got a friend and me at, at the end of the letter and stuff. And it was so sweet and so beautiful and oh, so goodness. Hanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing so well. I um, the, it, we There's a tweet I saw recently about Tom Hanks, which I think uh, about his family, which really made me laugh, which is, you know, he's got the two kids. Yeah. Um, and there's, a, there's, I mean, I don't want to be mean. This is a very positive podcast. But there, let's just say there's a disparity in the sort of characters of the two kids. Um <laughs> And someone said, you name your kid Colin, you get a Colin. You name your kid Chet, you get a Chet. I'm sorry, I can't credit that, but that was, uh, yeah, I just remember thinking that is, that, that, that's very accurate. That's oh, very, that's very funny. Um, <laughs> have you been doing your, because um, it sounds like you're working a lot, have you been doing your government sanctions hour of exercise? Um, I've been trying to run. I've got a bad back at the minute, and that's really annoying me. But um, so I've been trying to run, and that's been quite helpful. Um, I don't have a mask, and I don't know if I'm allowed to run without a mask. But I have occasionally, but I didn't see anyone, so I think that's all right. Um, so is that is that is that the new rule then? Is is that something that's coming? Because I've seen loads of runners without masks. Oh really? Oh, that comforts me. No, I think I just I just want to be as sort of public spirited as I can. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I didn't have one, but I haven't seen anyone when I've been out. So I've been trying to do that. What about you? Obviously, with with the family and stuff, um, are you are you managing to get out and, and things? Um, just for little walks to try and get my daughter asleep in a pram, which, you know, I'm absolutely pegging it like 10 miles an hour, like just really, really dangerous levels, yeah. levels of walking. Um, yeah, not really, just little sort of like quaint walks around around the area and things. But that, that's that's very nice. Um, but no, I haven't. I'm thinking of buying a bike mm-hmm. uh, and then strapping my son to it and just going for a little bike ride. I think that might be a, a way of doing it. Um, but the masks thing is something I've been thinking about because th- I'm not sure whether like at what stage of lockdown we're going to go to next. But I, I think masks are going to become more of a perhaps not compulsory, but certainly strongly recommended 
where do you get masks from? Are people buying like are people buying them online? I think so. I I, I can only guess. But then obviously you don't want to be. I have I have like paranoia about like wearing the wrong shirt. So the idea yeah. that I'm in a mask and people are like, oh, we got that actually doesn't work. That mask. That's really sad that he's got that one because that one doesn't actually work. And I'll be like super paranoid that I've bought the wrong one or that it's like it's clearly like a knockoff one that doesn't do anything. It's a whole other la- layer of sartorial stress. Um, but frankly, I don't need right now. Yeah. But, that is so interesting because I've seen like different. Obviously, you've you've got the normal masks, and then I've seen some people using the plasterers ones, and then I've seen other people with these big sort of black, like proper face masks, like they're in a Ramstein video. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's the, the like you say, the politics of that is um is fascinating. But I might I might do a little bit of googling and try and work out. I mean, surely companies are, are getting like brands. We're not too far away from like Gucci Yo, face masks, yeah. are we? And then suddenly, yeah, it's, suddenly it's an arms race to see who can have the, the, the most fashionable mask. And then, yeah, and I know I'm going to get involved because I'm absolutely shallow <laughs> like that. And that's kind of exactly the kind of thing I'll do. Yeah, exactly. It's actually a very um, eco mask and yeah. it's been hand stitched. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I think I think bike riding is something I'm going to try and do. But I, I, can't, I literally can't remember the last time I rode a bike. I think it might be close to a decade. Is that weird? Um well, no, there must be loads of people who ride a bike as a kid, then start again later, because the phrase exists, right? So, like, sure. if no sure. one had ever taken a break from riding a bike, people wouldn't realise that it's like riding a bike, I'd, I'd imagine. So, yeah, it could be that, you, hopefully, unless you forget how to do it and become the uh, the anomalous result of that. <laughs> the exception to the rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, I might do all interviews on the podcast next week whilst riding. That'd be really fun. I think the one thing we're going to do is we're going to realise when all this is over that because I don't think many people were doing their like bit of exercise a day. I think, you know, when you commute to work and you come home and you're not really doing that much exercise, I think hopefully one thing to come out of this will be people treating themselves to their 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 exercise per day. Because I think a lot of people aren't doing it, um, you know, when things are back to normal because they're they're working and commuting and assume that counts. But really, uh, a walk in the fresh air is you know, that's better than being on the tube. And so, yeah, I hope people treat themselves to that. Just before I got married, I bought an Apple Watch because I'm awful. <laughs> um, but mainly because it had a sort of like a health tracker in it. And I wanted to like sort of um, get into a bit of better shape. And I wanted to track like how much exercise I was doing. And yeah. that was really useful. So I was like, oh, God, I've done literally like those days where I, maybe I wasn't gigging and my son was at nursery. And I was just like, oh, OK, so I'll just write a little bit or days where I was just writing at home I would do literally it would say you've done four minutes of exercise today and that that would be horrible but then when I'd sort of walk to say you know writing uh, Radio 4 going all the way to West London I would walk through Bank Station and the the walking through all of those stations would be my exercise but that's not (laughs) healthy no, Walk, no, walking through the the underground of London, whereas you know, <laughs> seeing, seeing everybody kind of, you know having a nice little jaunt in the sunshine at the moment, you're so you're so right. Yeah. Might 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 crack out the Apple Watch again if I'm not, I'm a bit That's embarrassed good. about it. <laughs> no, do it. That's I think, and I think as well, there's there's the psychological element to exercise as well, which is if you're walking to work, you're probably your your shoulders are hunched and you're kind of you're, you're you've got a place to be. The idea of walking for walking's sake, I think psychologically, is probably a lot better for you. Um, and that's that's probably worth looking into is just like is yeah because walking without a strict purpose other than walking I think is very sort of refreshing and helps clear out the the mind a bit as well so 
um, hopefully people will start doing that more. I think you're, the posture thing, I think, is so true because you're, you're, you're head up looking around to see who's two metres away from you yeah, as well. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, I, I, I'm absolutely bolt up right now. And I'm like, I've got my trundle wheel out to do the like, is this two metres? <laughs> um, I'm very vigilant. Yeah. Good. I, um, I think I might get a Zorb. Could just go uh, Zorbing. I think, that's, I think that's where humanity's heading. I think yeah. we're going to be Zorb people um, in the next few years. A new oh, race of Zorb people. Yeah. <laughs> all those, um, have you seen that, have you ever played that, uh, that football game where you're like all in those bubbles and uh, and you get knocked over? Um, I did it on my stag do. Really? Is it, I really want to do it. Is it fun? It's exhausting. And it was one of the hottest days of the year. And my, <laughs> my, bro- my brother got a uh, sunstroke <laughs> within one and had to just basically lie in a darkened hotel room while we all did like the activities the rest of the weekend. <laughs> I know. Bless him. Yeah, because you're basically in three layers of yeah. like bubble wrap. <laughs> and I think the, the, he's essentially just getting poached. <laughs> <laughs> whilst also running around trying to score overhead kicks it was we spent most of the time just trying to sort of bounce into each other and then we took the balls off and played regular football and that was more enjoyable i think <laughs> i'd imagine yeah what what you see is the fun knocking about i'd imagine it's 90 percent trying to get up and that's yeah. exhausting yeah. so yeah it's a real insight to the life of a turtle and yeah. that was that's what i wanted on my stag do just want to know what they're like and then after that did you um put a a, a ring pull you know like a, a lager a plastic thing around your neck and we're like oh this is bad we better better look after the environment now that, that's it I, sh- I should have done that the rest of the weekend wearing it around my wrist like i was at freshers drinks yeah yeah <laughs> um this i'm glad you're having a nice time it sounds like you're um it sounds like you are has there been any um what's the best um this is such a uh pub quiz meetup group yeah. chats but what, what's the best bit of information you found out from pub quizzes so far oh uh really good question thank you um, what's been what's been my favorite so i did i did one actually uh if you is it is your friend dave the same as my friend dave uh, uh no no, no. Dave, right. unless you went unless you're friends with dave lewis who went to cardiff high school yeah yeah dave lewis me and me yeah. and him Way back. Uh, you no. what? <laughs> I'm his friend. Um, uh, but uh, so Dave Cribb obviously uh, is a, qu- a quizzing guy as well, and he uh, he loves friends. And so I, I uh, was thinking about a, a good friends uh, question, and uh, one was, who are the two friends who have never kissed in the canon of Friends? Who are the two uh, the two uh, characters who have never actually kissed on the mouth? You know, proper not like on the cheek or anything. That's um, very good. Yeah, and the answer, do you know the answer? Chandler Rachel? No, they oh, have. When, when did they get off? Um, I think... In a flashback? I think it's in a flashback. I think it's the one uh, the one that's set, I think, when Joey arrives. Does that make sense? I think it's oh, called... yes. It is Monica and Joey. Really? Yeah. That's interesting, even though there's that um, weird one where Joey becomes fat and they're married and she's cooked him food and it's an end credit. It's just before the end credits. Yes. And then Joey pauses with a fork of food for too long. He does. I love that so much. I'm glad <laughs> someone else spotted that. Yeah. She, he, like, he does that. And then clearly the, they, the, the, the image isn't frozen. He's just frozen. Yeah. It's really weird. For someone who enjoys food that much, do you actually enjoy food, Joey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he 
you really? Exactly. Um, yes, uh, arguably, I think, I'm not sure if they kiss in that, but obviously that isn't canon to Friends. That is uh, that is a an alternate universe. Sure. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I, I, could, I could talk about this for and I might set up another podcast. I don't Fair have enough. the time. I don't, yeah. I'm about to buy a bike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, about go, I'm about to go zorbing, Tom. I don't have the time. So you're going to do your your zorbing and cycling uh, podcast as well. So you, you're busy. You're very I'm busy. A, I'm, I'm a busy guy. I've got yeah. stuff going on. Don't worry <laughs> about me, Tom. Don't you worry can't. about me. Um, thank you very much for chatting, dude. I appreciate it. No, at all. Thank you for having me. It's, it's so lovely, and it's lovely to hear from you. You too, pal. Bye. Hey. Thank you to Tom for coming on the podcast. You should check out Tom's podcast. It's called Not All Men. It's on BBC Sounds. It's very, very funny. Uh, Listen to it now. Thank me later. Don't listen to it now, though. Listen to this. Finish listening to this. Don't stop listening to this podcast. Have I made myself clear? Great. Um, we've got one more guest uh, this week. It's Stephen Bailey, fabulous stand-up comedian, been on Live at the Apollo, a ton of other stuff, hosts The Farm on Channel 5 or Celebs at the Farm. It's very, very funny. Uh, he's wonderful. You're all wonderful. Let's hear from Stephen Bailey. Hi, Stephen Bailey. Hello, Robin Morgan. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay, thank you. Um, where are you? What are you doing? How are you finding it all? Um, I'm at my boyfriend's flat in South Croydon. I do you know what? For the first three weeks, I was such a good boy. I was like, do you know what? You're just gonna take it on the chin. It is what it is. Take take it like holidays. Work will be there on the other side. Like all the things you worry about. I'm like. It'll be sorted. Don't even worry about it. The government will give you money. I mean, they've not quite yet, but they will. Like, I got into that habit. And then, I must say, this last week have been a nightmare. Like, I'm fed up (laughs) of seeing the same four walls. I'm fed up of seeing the same four streets. I'm fed up of the same face. I'm fed up of just talking to people on Zoom. And, yeah, I've struggled this week. What about okay. you? How are you finding it? Um, uh, <laughs> well, I think um, I think it's fine to be struggling with it. I think that's what like it's fine to because it's fucking mad. Like what mm. we're going through is absolutely unprecedented. And if you're okay in all of this, then you're not okay as a human being. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like you must be quite ill to be going like this is what I've waited for. This is this is my time to shine. <laughs> yeah, and also, do you know when you're just like. What I've found with it is, do you know, like, because what everyone does, isn't it, is everyone tells you the world's going to be better after this. It's replenishment, like all this woo-woo stuff. But everyone's still being unbearable on the internet. (laughs) Thank you you for coming on my Good good Vibrations podcast, Dean Bailey. (laughs) Oh, I mean... But what great vibe thank <laughs> no. you that's very kind no I, th- I think you're right it's, I think it's probably a way of tr- um trying to it's, it's a self-defense mechanism isn't it to be saying yeah we will all walk do our out of exercise we will do all of this and I suppose some some people will but you know it'll be it'll be hard not to slip into I mean you'll go everyone will go mad yeah. when it's all over I would just like to say just to give you the good vibe I feel like personally I am becoming a more, a, like a be- almost a better version of myself. Like, you know me, I'm such a workhorse. I yeah. really thought I'd struggle with not working or not knowing where the next job's coming from or the next gig. Or... And actually, I've just been sat reading books, listening to podcasts. I exercise every day. I don't even exercise every week when the world's normal. And so 
in things like that, I've learned to cook basic things. And so in that way, it's been very positive. But sometimes I do go for my little one hour allotted run around the park and these people playing five-a-side football. And I'm like, I can't have a good vibe towards you, babes. You're a bad yeah. person. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. I think that's, I think, well, I'm glad that, that, that like, you're the first person who had to push back our chat because you were exercising and you wanted to shower. I was like, that is like, he's, he's good vibing. This is good. He's, he's, he's utilizing the time. And it sounds like you're, you know, reading, cooking, exercising. You sound like you're in a montage of a rom-com film just as the person gets their life back together. I honestly feel, do you know what? I keep thinking, oh God, if all those comedians that think I'm a bit bonkers normally could see me now, like I'm zen, I'm quite zenful. Like I don't set an alarm. I wake up when I want. And then um, the first thing I have to do is my run. Because then it's done. You're a a new person. Well, I don't know if that's true. Because I still have, really have realised that I have, I mean, I've always known I have no patience. And I still have no patience like I just can't believe the amount of people that are still out do you know what I'm having I'll tell you this and it's good vibes and bad vibes and I hope (laughs) we can bridge the gap in between social media I'm having a love hate relationship a good vibe and a bad vibe with it because my good vibe is right I'm not bothered by it do you know like I don't feel like I always have to be on it checking it but my bad vibe is when I do go on it, I'm like, oh, still awful. It's hard, isn't it? Because when you jump onto the internet, you see it, and then you can find yourself in a scroll cycle for the rest of your number two. But, like, <laughs> the rest of the time, I must say, like, I'm trying to, just for work on the other side, if I have something on that's coming out during time, I am popping in and still self-promoting. Because yeah. I feel like, bitch, got to work on the other side of this. But... There are things that I've never done and wouldn't even occur to me to do that I definitely have time to do. Like, I have spoken to all my friends who I probably speak to once a month or like when I'm back in Manchester or this. I've spoke to them every week. They've had my full attention. We have at minimum an hour. I mean, one of my best friends, one of my first gay friends, um, his he's from Australia and his visa ran out a few years ago and he had to go back to Australia couldn't get a visa to come back, blah, blah, blah. And we kind of just lost touch. And we've spoke like every third day since lockdown. And it's like, oh, you're still my first gay best friend. You're still exactly the same. There's still things I'm saying to you, even though I've not seen you in six years. Yeah, that's really nice. I think those are the kind of things that, you know, like you say, I think four weeks into some, to this, I think it's fine to be going up the walls because it is it's weird and if you're doing it right then you are at home you are you know <laughs> seeing the same one person that you live with um how are you finding it with wife and two kids um yeah fine i think it comes with its own set of challenges and stuff um just trying to sort of, like the kids are young enough that they don't know what's going on which is, is good because it means you don't need to explain to them that everything outside is poison and then um and then yeah just trying to sort of make the most of it you know like not have to I've done every bath and bedtime I've not been gigging I've not been away I've been working from home do Um, you miss gigging I do I do I miss the actual performing side of it same exactly the same answer um I think I miss what my thoughts stand up was when I first wanted to do it, which was you do the gig and there is nothing outside of it. There's not a five hour journey to get there. 
there's not oh the room is set up badly there's not the you know all, all of the stuff that you when you go full-time you realize is the majority of the job yeah um but I, th- I don't know whether that's just a show-off thing like I need an audience no but I think that's part of who you are I mean you don't get into comedy for the admin otherwise you'd be an agent yeah you get true. into it for the performing yeah I think um have you done any of those online gigs I've done a couple I'm kind of doing it like I'm I'm not reaching out to anyone basically if someone comes to me and says will you do it I'll happily do it because I've got time but I still find it I'm a bit I'm torn between them between thinking oh this is a great idea how lovely the reactions I must say have been don't mean you do a gig and you absolutely smash it and you might get one tweet being like you smashed it on a video call where you don't know if you're doing good or bad then you get loads of messages just saying how well you are like and it's like especially during this time it's like oh do you know what there is something to go back to after this because people think I'm good even in the worst situation I think that's it I think it's it's just clinging on to normality isn't it it's sort of um it's the lifeline gigs it's just it's the life support machine of comedy (laughs) where it just keeps you ticking over until you can go back a hundred percent and do you know what I must say I've got to be honest I was getting to the point where I was like I wonder if I could do some writing or some more voiceovers or I don't know like and or you know am I doing enough telly to hold off just doing telly like I'm so tired of the travel so tired of and the thing I miss the most is the live performance and that hour or two or three on my own in the car going to a gig yeah it's weird isn't it because we've always talked about you know like because when I did some tour support dates for you just how how exhausting all the travel is and it sounds ridiculous to somebody out, out of the industry I think but and and how can you know occasionally you want to feel like you're just knocking stand up on the head but the fact that that's what you want you know that's the thing you miss most it's interesting isn't it I think it's that that's something that this has been quite good for because it really points to what you really want I think if you're doing, I mean, this, like you say, there's no way to do lockdown right. But I think if you're making the most of it, there are things you can learn about yourself. And as you know, I'm normally very anti-woo-woo and woke and la-di-da. But I have to say, like, I never I never give myself time to read a book. And I've read so much. And podcasts, I'm always like, oh, God, another bloody podcast. But, like, during, <laughs> like, my... <laughs> no, but... <laughs> I mean, I have a podcast too and I slate them. But it's like, what I find about it is going, do you know when you're in a car? Because what I've done is on my run, or, you know, if I've just been like, because my boyfriend's still working, so it's like if I need to just put some headphones in so he can have a work call or whatever, like I'm just putting these on and you're going, I'm learning so much and I feel like I've been nourished. Like I feel like I've had a plate of vegetables after I've done it. So I'm like, why aren't you doing that? on a car journey like make your car journey nicer pull over for 20 minutes and read a chapter of a book so I've just I've, I keep writing things down to make sure I do it on the other side you know just like on the post-it notes that you can have oh, on your laptop that's interesting so what yeah. so what's on there so like pull over for 30 minutes and read your book and have a coffee or a diet coke like we feel like we have to do this four-hour drive non-stop through the rain but well, if the rain gets a bit heavy pull over for 30 minutes and read my book um I'm that's always things. Have have you tried audiobooks? Not not to sort of say you know that's there's this thing where they read it to you, but but I guess it is that that idea of actually immersing yourself in it rather than it's just being that, shouted at. 
it's, do you know what it is? It's giving myself a focus, like picking up a book. Because what I find with a podcast is I can zone in an hour. Sure. And with a book, it's like, no, I'm there with it. I'm present. And I think that's the thing I've really learned. And I, I really hate saying it. I hate myself for saying it. I've not fully accepted it yet. But, like, I am never present. Like, when we were doing that gig together in Bristol, I wasn't thinking about that night or, oh, how nice or whatever. I was thinking, like oh god I've got to go to Liverpool next week like I was thinking like that rather than just being just because at the minute the only way to get through this is if you think till the end of lockdown you're gonna drive yourself insane if you think till the end of the day it's much easier I'm trying to I want to bring that into when the world gets back to normal I refuse to say the new normal I think it will get back to normal eventually and so I just want to bring that with me like, I want to go, right, just worry about today. Like, I've done TV shows. Like, the day I was doing Live at the Apollo, I really shoot myself in the foot for it now. Was I wasn't, I mean, I was excited to an extent. And I know this sounds like a brat, but I think if more people were honest, they would say the same. But it's like, I was worried about what was next the day I'm alive at the Apollo, rather than being like, oh, my fucking God. Do you remember when you said you're going to do Live at the Apollo? And everyone was like, all right. I was just going to say, I listened to a podcast this morning on my run, which is where I was re- late. And um, it was, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, he's he, he's uh, in the Big Bang Theory, the Asian guy. Kunal oh, Nea? Is it Kunal Yeah, Nea? I think so. So he was saying, the problem with anyone in our industry is it's always like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Like, it's the high of what's next. You don't enjoy what there is. And it's why everyone's emotions are always up and down. Well, actually, everyone on the outside looking in, doesn't matter what your job is, like, you know, in our industry, in comedy, people are very snobby about what we call club comedians. Mm. And it's like, but the audience are looking at them being like, wow, like, look at them, look at their job. Like, this like this is their job. What the fuck? I've got to go and process invoices on Monday morning. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And it's like, and every time I'm at a gig, I'm like, oh, God, I wish I was at a TV show tonight. When I'm at a TV show, I'm like, well, I wish I was at a bigger TV show. Do you know, like, and I know I'm not the only one who feels like that. But I think we, if we all change that, that's because I've been, I honestly thought it would be a big drop. Like, have you done any work during this, Robin? Uh, a little bit of writing and uh, did one Radio 4 show where I just had to record it in my living room and send in the audio. So oh, it's, I saw it's... that. The Now Show day. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, Good mate. Vibes. Yeah. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mate. Yes, I've, I've done bits and bobs, mostly writing, uh, which is which has felt fine because it's been from home. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been quieter, obviously. But um, yeah. Yeah, and I thought that would be really hard. But actually, setting some goals, I kind of ran out of like what my goals were. I feel like I was just throwing shit. But, like, I feel like I was like, originally, I was like, right, I want to host this show. Um, I want to get a voiceover job. I want to do this. And it's like, well, I've done all those. So, like, what are the next steps to get bigger or get more? Or how do you want to diversify? Because it's like, you know, I'm always seen as like the camp trashy one. And it's like, I actually have a lot of thoughts and opinions. So now I'm like, right, how can I diversify into still being the trashy one? Because I still like all that stuff and I love a good dick joke. But, you know, what kind of shows can I do to get my opinion out there? How trashy can I TED remind talks, mate. A, yeah, like a trashy TED talk. Or like, you know, how do you go to people? You know, like there are gangs in comedy and everyone's always like, it's not gang season, you're off your head. And I've come to terms with that. There are, but it's like, you know, Robin, I would consider you and I as friends. 
and I, I only see you like once a year. Same with like Ellie Taylor. I can't remember the last time I physically saw her. It's all done over Instagram. And it's like, that's what I'm going to change on the other side. Like I was thinking the other day, I was like, oh God, like I want to hang out with more comedians, more people that get what you're going through and what this journey's like and what it's like during a quiet moment. Because like my lawyer boyfriend's like, oh, it's fine. I've got your back. And it's like, I don't want you to have my back. Like, <laughs> it's very nice. But it's like, that's not the point. And I need to be with like-minded people. And so I was like, but the only person that's doing it, I'm telling myself I'm too busy. When actually, there's a lot of fannying around. I don't have to do that 50 quid gig in stealth. I don't want to. Like, so maybe I could use that. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do a test. Because I've always loved Ed Gamble. I think every time I gigged with him, I think he's just so nice. And just very easy to get on. So I was like, right. I'm going to be mad, gamble and say, after all this, should we have a little drink? And now we've, you know, there's a dialogue there. Like, so I feel like, okay, okay, we're getting into the groove of the things you want to do. Am I just banging on? No, no, this is perfect. This is lovely. So, like, it started as that. Like, so are these the kind of things that you've got on the poster notes? Like, pull over, read a book. Like, try and make the most, see more like-minded people. That kind of stuff. Like, have colleagues. Like, I always say, and people always think I'm joking, the best job, including comedy, I have ever had is when I worked at Sainsbury's. And the reason for that was, obviously, I was doing that while I was at Union College. So I was there for six years, but I was only there part-time. So I was there enough where it didn't annoy me but also enough where I was fully immersed into it and fully immersed part of the team. My colleagues became friends and some of my best friends to this day are still my colleagues. Every Christmas I go back to that Sainsbury's and have Christmas lunch with them at the pub next door because they became friends. And I think that is what I've been missing from comedy. But because of the way it is set up, you know, we are in an industry that is has a level of elitism and there is classism and blah 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 and so we think we, we tell ourselves to use a RuPaul phrase we find our inner saboteur and we tell ourselves oh well that person doesn't want to hang out with us this person's that and you can't change other people but you can change you like I've always thought every time I've had a gig with Ed Gamble I'd love to go and have a wine with him he's so nice and I bet he's been doing it a lot longer than I have and I bet there's some good advice I can get to him like da 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 and, but I've never asked him, but I've always felt like I should be invited. Why is that? Why? Why? Well, it's great. And now, and now all it took was a global pandemic for that to happen. All it took. But I do think actually on the other side, on the flip side of that, other people are exactly the same. So it is, you know, I have reached out to people before, arranged a drink and then they cancel on the day. So it's, you need the other person to meet you halfway and not do that. Like everyone has to start putting in effort, I think. Yeah, totally. And Gamble's not going to cancel, is he? Ed no, Gamble's Ed not going to cancel on you. He's promised me a picnic, which I think was a step too far. But if he wants a picnic, he can have a picnic. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've just found the subtitle uh, to the episode. <laughs> yeah. If he wants a picnic, he can have a picnic. <laughs> what have um, you learned about yourself? I'm not coming out of this without you. Um, I think um, I think you're right in the sense of uh, you don't need to do that 50 quid gig in Stoke. I work too hard and I say yes to everything because I think I'm always afraid of the work drying up. And now the work has dried up and it's fine. Yeah, like, <gasps> that's such a good point. You know what I mean? So I think just like and, and realising that, you know, I can put my attention. I'm trying to be more more present with the family and trying to switch off. Um, and by nature of bits and bobs of work and doing this podcast, thank you for listening. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still a little bit in and out, 
but when I'm out I really try and stay out I've been on social media less like I've been like I, I sometimes I just sort of go down Twitter rabbit holes or I see who's replied to Piers Morgan and who's replied to that person like what are you doing why that is are you the thing, that's what I was trying to say earlier do you know what I was like you go online it's like because what I find hard about the social media just on that point is everyone's going hashtag be kind whilst not being kind yeah so like I saw an argument the other day between some comics and one of the responses was oh delete this you fucking prick and it's like oh I'm not sure I'm not sure that is better than the original thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I think um, I think most people, what's been quite nice to see is that the majority of people, at least in my social circles, have been sticking to guidelines and all this kind of stuff and, and trying to treat it as seriously as it should be. Um, and I think that that's that's a positive, you know, like admittedly, you you know, you run run through the park and you see people playing five aside. But I don't know anyone playing five aside. So that's, I guess, good vindication of the fact that I don't have arseholes in my life. Yeah, it doesn't. Not, I was listening to um, a podcast with Oprah and Paul. Of course I was. And <laughs> they made a point that I just thought was really interesting. And I think about it all the time because sometimes I think, well, you are confident you're on stage. And sometimes I think. I'm so shy and worrisome and anxious that I'm not that confident. And they were saying, like on this podcast, like RuPaul gets really annoyed when he has to drive in LA because he's like, he's always, he's like, without a doubt, you're in the busiest freeways, like the fastest speeds, like it's quite dangerous. And without a doubt, there's always someone typing on their phone. And he, yeah. and he said, he was like, what makes you think that you're allowed to do that when no one else is? And it really made me think about now is it's like, there is two different kinds of people in this world. And it's like, there's the ones that follow the rules and are like, okay, we've got to do the right thing. And there's the ones that are like, well, it's only us lot playing five as that. It's just us 10, you know? And But there's like, there's several people thinking like that. So there's like three matches going on, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but um, overall, I, th- I think, um, I think I've probably learned how to sort of take, take things a bit slower. And, but it's just the work thing, really. I've always worried, like I've always worked really hard, head down, say yes to everything, do do a good job and be asked back and be nice. And then that doesn't account for anything when all your live work goes away and you can stay busy. And I'm trying to sort of put that energy into, you know, like the new house and stuff, but more so putting it into raising my children. I think that's so smart. I, I feel the exact same way as you. Like I've always been scared of saying no to anything like even if it's just a tenner you go well that tenner is tomorrow night's dinner or whatever yeah yeah sure and um and it's got to a point where it's like actually a know your worth like you know should you be you know should you be doing anything for a tenner if it you know because you've got your hour to travel there hours to travel back do the gig so you know a tenner for two and a half hours you know is that minimum wage you know, just do this for expenses. So it's made me think a lot about that. And just like what you want is like quality time with people. And like, you're absolutely right to spend time. Like, I mean, you've got no choice, but you are right. Yeah. Family <laughs> should come first. And it's like, you know, and the thing you said has really struck a chord me about the, um, well, all the work has gone away and you're fine. That's yeah. so true. I didn't even think about it that way. I think, like, I, I guess we're both in a sort of fortunate, fortunate enough position uh, for, for the work to dry up. And I still have, you know, reserves or people we can rely on or whatever. But I, but I think certainly for me, you know, like you, you, 
you know, if, if it meant I needed to work in a supermarket, I work in a supermarket, you know, like, and, and there'll be something to, to say at the end of this when we come out of it, you know, I'll have a great new 20 minute set on, on, on checkout number nine, you know? Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I just think like we are lucky and I know we've not seen it yet, but the government have offered support financially. So in a way we're, we are very, very lucky. Like my friend's in Australia and he's getting like nothing. Yeah. And in the States, it's crazy as well. Yeah. So I just think we are as lucky as we can be. And I don't know. I just hope on the other side, I can really stick to this. and Because I, I do think a lot of people will just like boomerang back. It'll be like it never happened. Yeah. And I just hope you can, like, I can maintain it and go, do you know what? As long as I tour once a year and then I do the odd TV show and the odd corporate, that's great. That's bills paid. That's, you know. Yeah, that's enough to to live your, live your post-lockdown life. Because I'm always living in fear. Like, I'm always like, oh, God, where's the next job coming from? Where's that? And actually, in this minute where we genuinely don't know, because we don't know when the world will start back up, we don't know when our industry will be allowed to start back up, you know, it's two different questions. I've actually, I've not really given it that much thought. Yeah, as soon as that self-employment announcement came in, I was like, okay, now, yeah. you know, like that, that'll come in and whenever it does, it'll come in and I can just kind of just go with the flow. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of the same. So I, I mean, fortunately that I was in a position to be able to do so, but unfortunately that had to happen now. Like I just bought a flat my first flat I've never owned property before and I'm so excited and it's happened now and I was like oh shit because then this happened everything stopped and it's like well I don't have savings now because it's all gone on that flat that I also need to pay off every month but then like you say as soon as they announced that thing I was like fine great that's that yeah that does it that that takes that takes care of that and you we have to be a bit like you might just have to be a bit belt and braces I was like right well, you might not be able to have a cream cake every day, but I don't have a cream cake in real life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the new subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> These are all very, very live, laugh, love quotes that I want to get stenciled on the on the new walls, I think. <laughs> oh, my God, please do that. And then I'll charge her. <laughs> That's fine. That, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, I'm so pleased. It, it, I mean, from from what we talked about at the start, I think it it, it sounds like you're doing very well, and it sounds like uh, this could be very uh, very exciting time for Bailey version two. Well, I just feel like, do you know what I feel like? Is this is my thing? It doesn't have to be an exciting time. It can. It just. It okay. This okay. This here's your quote. Here's your quote. Here's your quote. My friend said it to me. We're always running around feeling like we should be doing something. We're worrying what everyone else is doing and what we're not doing. We're worried that we're not doing enough. And we're not called human doings. We're called human beings. So it's okay to just be. Shit. Yeah. You can't believe it took me till right now to say that. No, that's perfect. Well, let's not say anything else. Let's not ruin it. I've stopped talking. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much for chatting to me, mate. Thanks for having me. Oh, um, take, fun. T- take care. I look forward to you listening to this episode on your next run. I can't wait to listen to it. Thanks, babe. Chat soon. Bye, babe. Stephen Bailey there, fabulous stand-up comedian and also 
such good quotes great quotes um if lockdown continues happening i imagine he'll start his own business on etsy with those on the back of it um and i will be buying none because i should be getting them for free thank you very much for listening what a fun episode i think if you think so then please tell your friends uh share it with everybody online you can subscribe uh on wherever you get your podcast from i think we're on spotify now after they didn't put us on for ages but thanks spotify um uh, so please subscribe give us some five star ratings that's great um if you want to donate to the show if you're enjoying it maybe like a pound an episode that's amazing as well we're on patreon good vibe pod thank you as ever to everyone who helps with this you the listener there's more than one of you i think um and uh ben robbins at troika who's very very helpful louis who writes the music for it and all of my guests this week it was sophie tom and Stephen. uh it got a good show next week as well uh probably out thursday maybe friday good vibe thursdays good vibe fridays it's a good vibe every day thank you very much for listening i've been robin morgan bye (laughs)